Hey guys, welcome back to uh, to a new series of uh, of podcast on our commentary platform. And today I have the absolute honor of uh, sitting together with uh, Cyprian Boca, uh, which not that long ago was uh, present in uh, in our clinic in in Oosterwijk, and um, turned out to be one of the, the nicest guys we have met in dentistry uh, last year. And like Sipa, your your story is uh, is really cool, and um, therefore I'm I'm really glad that you want want to take some time with me just to record a short podcast. Because when I, sure. I was just preparing this this podcast and I was just searching on the internet, okay, what what kind of find about you? Like you're from you're born in Transylvania, right? You're from Romania. That's right. Mm-hmm. But names that come up as you, you you're one of the most bespoke um, dental photographers in the world, working with Florin, with Paolo Cano, with Eric van Doren, Gustavo Marcello, Giordani, Edson da Silva, and that's pretty impressive. So. As I told you in preparation of this this podcast, what I really want to know is, like, how did you get to the point where you are now? All right. So let's start when uh, all in the beginning. Like you, you were born in a very small town, right? In Transylvania. That's right. That's right. First of all, thank you for having me here. It's a it's a big pleasure, and uh, I really feel special being together with you, Jasper, here. Uh, yeah, I, I'm born in Transylvania, in the middle of Transylvania, actually, in a small town. Uh, I was uh, living there for more than 30 years. Uh, definitely, meanwhile, I made some studies. And uh, you've introduced me in a very nice way, like being a um, dental photographer. Uh, yeah, you have to know about me that uh, on my basis, I'm not a photographer. Uh, I should be an accountant uh, because I studied. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, yeah. Uh, I studied uh, economics. Actually, I started to study uh, computers. This happened in 1999. And uh, two years apart, I just uh, got the job of my life, of my dreams, actually. Um, so um, when I was very young, I used to play music in clubs, in discos at that moment. It was 1998, 1999, 2000. But in 2001, I had the opportunity to, uh, to work in the radio station. Uh, and this was uh, the biggest dream of my life at the time. Uh, in that moment, 2001, the FM stations in Romania mm-hmm. uh, were not something very popular and it became very fast a phenomenon. So, uh, because the radio station was uh, in my hometown and I was studying like two hours uh, two hours uh, from my hometown in Cluj-Napoca, I could not do both in uh, on the same time. So I decided to quit the university and I have all my support from uh, from my parents, all the support from my parents. Uh, I decided to quit the university and yes, to work uh, in a radio station, like to make my dream come true. Uh, in the next uh, in the next year, I just decided that I should 
I should um, uh, be, uh, let's say, uh, high educated. Uh, and uh, it was like a form of respect for my parents, which supported me uh, when I decided to quit. So I said, okay, I know they will be happy as well to have uh, a son with uh, graduating the university. So that's why I started uh, economics. I became a an accountant, but I never did this uh, because I continued to, to, to work in the radio station. And uh, uh, after a while, I just uh, got a proposal to switch to uh, to switch to visuals. So uh, it was difficult. It was, it was difficult to, for me to switch. So I tried to make both of them to make in parallel, uh, having a daily radio show for three hours and uh, also to to take part of uh, be part of uh, video productions um, so uh, i had the opportunity to work with some uh, some very good very talented and uh, high rated uh, producers in romania i started uh, with carrying tripods heavy lights uh, heavy equipment uh, and uh, after a while, I, I uh, just got to that point to have my own productions, to produce my own uh, TV commercials, uh, corporate films, uh, music videos, still carrying tripods and heavy equipment uh, because it's part of my, my life. Uh, how did I get to dentistry? Uh, it was nine years ago, almost 10 years ago. At that moment, we were producing uh, TV commercials, like I said, and uh, music videos. And uh, we got a proposal from uh, clinic in Timisoara uh, to, to create a, an artistic, a beautiful video for uh, this dental clinic. Uh, for us, it was a real challenge because uh, we could not understand what it can be done artistically involving emotions uh, in a video for a dental clinic. And uh, we took it like a, uh, like a challenge and uh, it was uh, we were lucky because uh, we discovered uh, a very nice team there we discovered real visionary guys uh, and uh, really nice and inspiring guys um, so i yeah this was this was my first touch with the uh, with the dentistry uh, with the dentistry field um, the clinic that I am talking about is, is the Dankov Clinic here in Timisoara in Romania and the uh, guy inviting us to do this, uh, this video, uh, it's Florin Kofar. Uh, we became in a very short time very, very good friends. And um, after making this video, we just got the proposal to work uh, more time for him. Uh, at the beginning, I hesitated because uh, it was a little bit, a uh, little bit difficult to switch from shooting uh, 
music videos with uh, uh, a lot of artistic things and beautiful girls and all this craziness. Uh, but I, I, uh, I accepted after, after a very short time. And I think that it was the, the wisest, wisest uh, decision uh, that I took. Uh, because knowing Florin and meeting him um, it just um, it just made a click in my mind and uh, all my vision about dentistry why not but uh, about life in general changed until that point for me the dentistry field was just that awful smell and that awful sound of the burr and that scaring chair in the dental office uh, but meeting Florin and his team, uh, for me, it was like a game changing. So we started to produce some video together with, uh, together with, uh, with uh, the team that he has there at that time. Uh, so, yeah, basically this is how it happened. We, we created some videos for promoting the DSD concept that were played worldwide. Uh, in the big conferences and uh, lectures and uh, things like this about uh, about uh, DSD and about uh, the cosmetic dentistry, um, and I just I just consider myself as being lucky, uh, being in love with with my profession, and um, being at the right moment in the right place. Um, you mentioned some names, uh, some big names in dentistry. Actually, either uh, also the big names and also not such a, such big names are uh, altogether are somehow uh, the biggest reward of this of this uh, part of my life, uh, professional life, because I have the opportunity and I'm so lucky to meet so many uh nice guys uh, beautiful people uh people that are always inspiring me uh, i learn from every single job i have i learn a lot about uh, about life about not only about dentistry because i'm not a dentist i don't have a dentist background uh, but i learn a lot about uh, about life about being a professional and uh, yeah, I, I'm really grateful for everything that happens to me. Um, so uh, we were we were uh, producing some some uh, some videos at that moment, and then um, the story about uh, how I became uh, how how I became a. Uh, a photography, dental photography lecturer, how I started to, to give lectures and courses about dental photography. Um, having the opportunity to work with Florin uh, and with all these uh, great uh, names in, in dentistry just made me to fall in love with, with this. Uh, I just discovered the world that I had no clue about it before. And uh, because of them, uh, and because they they presented it and they see this and they put all this in such a beautiful light, then I just got in love with it and I, I got in love with dental photography as well. I can find uh, real aesthetics 
in dental photography, even if it is just a specific and very technical uh, procedure. Uh, so at one point, uh, like you mentioned, I, I work with uh, Paolo Cano, with Master Paolo Cano. He's one of my, my best friends as well. We have such, a, such great memories together and uh, we had such a great time every time he was here in Timisoara. At one point, we, we decided to visit him because he was giving a lecture in uh, Czech Republic. But due to some uh, um, financial issues, we could not. We could not travel there. It was uh, me together with two friends of mine, also friends of Kana. Um, but in the last moment, we decided to go by hitchhiking uh, from my hometown in the middle of Transylvania to a small town near Prague. Um, so we dressed ourselves in national costumes, Romanian costumes. We took <laughs> our flags and our backpacks and we just uh, made like a, like a, a letter with uh, a paper with uh, the name of, of the city. And uh, in less than 20 hours, we were there. And uh, we were attending Kano's, uh, Kano's lecture. And at one point he said that um, after the break, uh, this guy, Chipa, who was coming from Romania, we will uh, explain you about dental photography. And I was like, I won't do this because I was not prepared. I was traveling there. I had only a small camera with me for taking memories. And uh, he said, uh, yes, you will do it. I said, I made a sign like this, but he just thrown me in the middle of the people. So after the break, I had to talk for um, half an hour, 45 minutes about dental photography and about uh, the way uh, we were doing this in, in Timisoara. Uh, after this, he came, he came to me. He, uh, he said that uh, it should be something that I should, uh, should do in the future. Um, also, Florian proposed me to prepare my lecture. I had all his support to prepare all the footage, all the material for, for the lecture. And uh, then I started to give some, some uh, lectures. I got a proposal from the, the NICE facility in Czech Republic because they saw my, my part. And then uh, I, uh, um, I had a lecture together with Florin, which for me it was like a great, great reward because at uh, that point, and even now, Florin is like a mentor for me. Um, so for me, it was a, a great honor, and I really felt special to share the stage uh, with him. Uh, then I had the opportunity to share the stage with Edson da Silva, like you said, with Eric Van Duren, um, and uh, yeah, to have some jobs, uh, some uh, visual jobs uh, together with, with Gustavo and Marcelo Giordani. Uh, um, and all this, uh, these great guys. Uh, what I noticed when I switched from the radio station to, to the visuals, I just, uh, I just felt that at that point I'm complete. I said, okay, right now I can express more because through words you can express, but through images you can express some more. But after I started to give lectures in uh, dental photography, I discovered that actually before I was not complete, I was like making a job 
with one hand locked in my back mm -hmm. and that's it but uh, having the radio background uh, and having this um, being so in love with talking to the people in sharing things i discovered that when i can share uh, through my lectures and through my presentations um, all, all that I know about my, my profession, my job, is like, like being complete. So right now, I really consider myself as being complete. Uh, <laughs> and most, most of this, not only in, uh, in professional life, yeah, because um, I'm also a father, a proud father. Uh, it's like my main, like my main uh, job right now, being the father, yeah. So cool, man. You know what? You you remind me so much of my my middle brother Robert, who started with his study economics in Maastricht in the south. Didn't like what he was doing. At one point, got asked to make a video for the high school that we graduated from, and he loved making videos and like making all kind of media. He got really passionate about it. And at one time he was just flying around the world with the world's biggest DJs, right? And oh. now he has this production company and uh, the movies that we also make with Karma together with him, they're filled with this emotion. And what I really love about your story. So I'm just making notes here <laughs> every time <Okay>. I'm <laughs> writing down, ask him this, then you're already answering it. So that's really, that's really cool because it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing story, man. And, are you, this is the question that I really want to ask you. Are you aware that you like unchained a revolution in patient presentation with what you guys were doing back then in Romania? Because I want to tell you why, because um, yeah. I was a student, uh, I was graduated in 2016, so I'm not that long of a dentist, but um when I was uh, when I was studying, I was I had this internship at a clinic, and I clearly remember one of the guys showing a movie from Denkov, like it was this uh, this patient presentation video, and um, it was like nice music on it, like the documentation was absolutely flawless, and it told this story about a patient. Uh, that got in some kind of a dental transformation. And you're starting to feel all these kind of emotions of happiness. And, and just, I was watching this movie and I, I just was watching it and said, I want to do dentistry right now, right? Give me something well, to work on because we want to work on this. <laughs> so imagine that, like, uh, I was a student in the Netherlands, right? This just, mm -hmm. somebody showing this movie. And... After that, I noticed so many people trying to copy the concept, but never got there really, right? It's um, it's such an amazing thing that you guys are doing because it's it has, I think, one drive and one drive only. And it's just, I have the word drawn to my to my schedule here. It's, it's passion, right? It's passion and emotion. You, you guys love what you were doing. You You had a clear vision. Uh, and I love that your vision is different and was different because you came from a totally different world as dentistry. That's right. Uh, uh, yes, I I would try to put in put it in a very simple in a very simple way. Uh, Florin 
he's a visionary, he's a genius. And uh, what I understood that what we actually did, guided by him, uh, I, I understood this in time that we were not doing something really special. We, we did not reinvent anything with these kind of videos. But Florin has the ability at that point just to see the stories. Because you, for sure, you're like a dentist, you have a story. For, for sure, every single complex case, or not that complex case, it's a story. Uh, for sure, you, you create this empathy, you, you, you just create this connection with the patient. You share emotions while you were working, but nobody saw this. So what Florin did and what he, what he, he did, uh, he did yeah, what, what he actually did, he just uh, opened some minds, you know, like, okay, let's talk about this. Let's put this in image. It, these were not his words, but actually this was the message we got and this is what we did at the end we just uh put in images something that nobody was talking about this passion that every single dentist has for his work this relationship beautiful relationship be between the patient and the, the client the, the 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 dentist uh every single dentist is unique every single story is unique Every single patient is unique. So we have so many, so many beautiful things to show at the end. And you said that there were some, some uh, guys trying to copy. It's normal because they got inspired. They got yeah. inspired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, why, why, maybe why they didn't succeed, it is because they just tried to copy something and they didn't get the a little bit farther and try to tell their own stories. Try to make something authentic because every single uh, person is authentic and has its own, uh, his own or her own story. So I think this was, this was uh, the key. And uh, I'm really happy that uh, because it was, it was a talk and there were lots of dentists asking me and Florin as well because uh, it happened to, to be copied, uh, our footage to, to be used in other parts. But we are not angry, we don't have any problem with this. It's, uh, we are really happy that we, we succeeded to inspire people. Uh, and we are really happy to share uh, all this, all this, uh, and to spread it around the world. Why not? Yeah, well, that's something that you guys absolutely succeeded in, just inspiring people actually all over the globe to love doing dentistry again and to love um, and embrace these kind of stories. Because this is the thing, it's one of the foundations why we start, started with Carmen in the first place, is that we... In the Netherlands, we have uh, we have this system where we have like fixed pricing. So, as a dentist, you earn more in doing more procedures than just doing good quality dentistry. Like, there's no incentive in quality dentistry other than that you you really want to do it um, right. And the thing is that what we are seeing now is that the time we have with patients is getting less and less. Right, there's less time available for patients and the, the reason 
why I love what you guys are doing is just embrace these stories because these stories are the reason why you should love your job, right? When we have a patient, we have like a, a big, like it's a, sometimes it's just a big project. We we have like a it like a three years um, going back and forth to the clinic, and you started to know each other, and the story starts to develop, right? And I think we should start embracing these stories um, and respect them. Uh, and uh, not see the patient as something that you can earn money from, right? And that's the thing that I re- I love the most about the, the, the videos that you guys are making. You are so good in capturing these little stories. Um, and one other thing that I really wanted to to ask you. So this is this is always really cool because I I just can ask like two or three questions, and we are already already almost through <laughs> uh, time. Yeah, but the thing that that I always um, am very very curious to is to how you find the balance in what you do because I know you are like a very busy guy, right? You you fly all over the globe, you fly all the way to the Netherlands, all the way to this little town in the south to make pictures uh, from a veneer case, um, and I clearly remember that you were saying, "Well, I I miss my little girl so much, right? That's right. Go yeah. back home." And how do you find any balance in this? What well, uh, at the end of the day, I consider that we are responsible and we pay tribute for everything that we do and for every decision we take. So even if sometimes we just have the, um, this tendency to, to complain that we have no, no more, no, not that much time for our families or for, for our kids, for our passions, uh, for our hobbies, uh, it's just a matter of decision. So uh, I I became a father three years and something ago. So my my little daughter Teresa was born in August 2019, and then because of the pandemics, 2020, 2021 were almost locked uh, for me because for me working means means flying or having people flying to here for dental courses, or me flying for dental photography courses or for uh, video jobs. So for me, it was the best period of my life because I, I was at home with my wife and my, my little daughter, and I spent all that time together with my family. For me, it was, it was feeding my soul every single second. And then, uh, starting to uh, the, the, the things started to get to normal uh, professionally talking I started to travel again a lot uh, when I was not doing it I uh, this I missed it when I started doing it again I felt uh, that uh, sometimes it's way too much sometimes I would like to be at home not sleeping in a hotel room uh, but as I said, what keeps me alive, uh, it's the, the thing that, uh, uh, I, I really meet great and nice people wherever I travel. I really nice dentists. Uh, so I spend quality time together with them, thinking of my family. And when I'm at home, I'm trying to, to do my best to be the best father. I never work while my daughter is at home 
I work when he's uh, when she's uh, at the kindergarten or where when she's sleeping in the night. Uh, this is when I do the editing part when I'm at home because I don't want to be in that situation where my little daughter comes uh, and hey daddy let's play and I say okay uh, just just a little bit because I have I have something to do here and I have some jobs to do uh, so I try to balance everything uh, sometimes it's a trap because loving your job you just want to do everything you are invited there, you are invited there, you are invited for a course there, then a fourth job there, then a nice course for two days there, then another job for three, four days there. And because you are such in love with and passionate about what you're doing, then you decided, okay, let's do it. And it's a trap. So I got there and I realized that, okay, I just have to put some balance in it. Uh, and I'm just trying to, yeah, to take care about my family when I'm at home uh, and to take care about my family when I'm away because I'm working for them and uh, uh, yeah. it's difficult. It's difficult uh, uh, because it was this, like, like I said, it was this uh, two years with less jobs that I had the opportunity to stay together with them. So we bonded so, so hard. And uh, we are like uh, one single element right now. It's difficult when I'm away, but uh, yeah, it's my job, and I'm I'm really grateful to. to, to so great it. because we we hear so many people uh, saying that like the pandemic was one of the worst things that can happen to the world, but it's one of the best things that happened to my life, right? Because we we have the same experience uh, because we had a really hard reset on, on what we were doing. We have we had that's right like. They're giving them the courses and lectures like every week, every weekend, some two times, three times a week. You have your own clinic. You have like, there's so much stuff to do and you all do this with passion, but there's a certain amount of energy that you can give to the world. And sometimes you just have to hit the brake and say, okay, this is what I want to give. Right. And then yeah, that's right. Because the, the home front deserves the more, the most energy that's inside of you. And I really love that approach from you. And like the thing that I I'm really curious too, because you say like you, to me, you seem like really balanced guy, right? And um, you already mentioned that after giving like the, the dental courses and lectures, you feel complete, right? There's, there's balance and, and a passion and love for what you do, but is there something that you still would love to do? Can be completely uh, different outside of dentistry or recording an album. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I I like to get out of dentistry world, mm -hmm. not because I'm getting full of it, uh, but because uh, I just feel that I need to feel my artistic sense in another way. So I like to to also to work with some artists. Mm -hmm. uh, here in Romania uh, that we became friends with, uh, not with this whole uh, whole world of uh, of uh, musical videos, because uh, this is a big difference and I don't want to, the people to get me wrong, but uh, I, I worked a lot with artists and uh, there is a huge difference between uh, between the art artists and this, uh, like, let's say showbiz world and this uh, dentistry world uh, everything is more authentic here in dentistry 
less authentic and more labels in uh, in showbiz but i still like to go there just to get out of dentistry and just to unlock my mind and to to prepare for the next uh, the next step uh, what i would love to do more yeah i would love to do more more uh, uh, charity um, I started a project. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to talk about it. I'll try yeah, to course. be short. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I started the project. It was 2018 uh, when I traveled together with my wife and two good friends of ours uh, in uh, Zanzibar, island, island where Freddie Mercury was born. Yeah. Uh, we knew that the people there is really poor, so we prepared some extra luggages. We paid for two extra luggages and we took without some fluffy toys, some uh, uh, clothes, some uh, shoes for the the poor people there. And uh, we spread them around during the two weeks we were there. We visited schools, we made donations and things like this. And then we, we traveled to the mainland in Tanzania near the Kilimanjaro mountain. At uh, one beautiful lodge, and uh, definitely we planned to do three safaris in Ngorongoro crater in uh, Serengeti, and um, it was really, really uh, amazing. But at one point, we just passed uh, near uh, a yard. Uh, we asked our uh, guide what is there, and he said, "I think it was pretty dark already." He said, "I think it's a school." And then we plan to visit the school in the morning. The next morning we stopped over and we discovered it was actually an orphanage. And the people were outside praying and having breakfast. Uh, they had, like, I can never forget this, they have some red cups, mm -hmm. plastic cups. Uh, and this, this was, was uh, their breakfast. And I, I, we asked them, uh, the, the, key, the, the keeper there, what are they? having for breakfast and said water, usually water, and from time to time some uh, boiled rice. Um, so um, because we, we lost some, some flights before from the island to the mainland, we lost also some couple of hundreds euros. Uh, so it was a small donation, but I, I promised myself I will do something for the small kids. So I, when, I, when I came home, uh, I just uh, founded an NGO. I called it uh, 21 NGO. Uh, the, the story about this, it's long. I don't want to keep you too much with this, no. but uh, it's, it's uh, 21 NGO and the project is called Smiles for Tanzania. I knew that I could not do, I cannot do anything by myself. But I promised uh, the keeper there, I promised myself that having so, so many amazing friends, definitely we can do something together. So um, I started the uh, fundraising. We already good 20, uh, got uh, more than 20,000 euro, mostly from, from the dentists. Because what I realized and what I, why I called, I called it Smiles, from, uh, Smiles for Tanzania, um, being in dentistry, everybody is so concerned and everybody is so into uh, giving back the smiles to the people to, to uh, uh, yeah, smiles to the people uh, and the confidence to smile. But at one point, Florin came to me and said, dude, you know what? You know what I discovered this morning? He said, I uh, 
the most beautiful smile that I saw in my life, it's my young son's one. He's one years old, one year old, and he doesn't even have teeth. I said, dude, smile is not about the teeth. And then I was a little bit surprised, how come you are telling me this? Because you are in cosmetic dentistry, giving back the confidence to people to smile. And uh, what I understood, I understood that then being there in Africa, I understood that the, the, guy, the, the kids there have no reasons to smile. And I, I just made this project. My initial idea was to, uh, to build an orphanage there. But after I got most of the money, I felt somehow guilty because I, it was a decision I took on my own. I mm. never asked the kids what they wish, what they want. So uh, I said maybe I was a little bit selfish in doing this. Um, and then I said that I will do two extra rooms. I will build the orphanage definitely together with my friends, with all their support. Uh, but I'll do two extra rooms, uh, which will be exclusively for our friends for the friends of our friends that they want to to visit uh, Kilimanjaro mountain or uh, these beautiful national parks in Tanzania, they can stay there for free. But on the other hand, the kids will have uh, um, will have somebody to to visit them from time to time, to yeah. hug them, to kiss them, to make a small donation, but most important to play with them. Because definitely what misses there, it's an orphanage for sure. But what misses in their life, it is somebody to hold, somebody to love, somebody to play with them. So that's why I, uh, I decided to do this. So, uh, we plan to do this 2019 because of the, uh, we didn't get the funds we need. So in such a short time, we could not do it. Then 2020, 2021, we were locked, almost locked. Now the war started. I know there are somehow there are only cheap excuses, uh, but this kept kept us uh, in this position. And definitely, hopefully next year we can go there to build it with our hands because uh, it will not be all about only paying for building one orphanage, but uh, it should be something uh, that uh, can be a nice experience for us and for the kids as well. So we will get a singer with us that we will uh, that will will uh, teach the, the kids to sing. We'll take our wives with us, teaching the kids to make some handcrafts, maybe later on to, to sell it in Europe and to get some extra money. So it, it should be an experience. So hopefully we can do this uh, next year. That's beautiful. If you need somebody to learn the kids play guitar, just let me know, man. <laughs> no, dude, it's... it's, yeah. it's it's brilliant. It's perfect. Have you noticed that, like, um, so, yeah, we are way over time, but I don't care. Like, one of the things that, that got me, that changed me, uh, I'm I'm really susceptible for this kind of matter. Um, and the reason why has everything to do with my two kids. Like, I can't, before my kids were born, I could watch, like, a, a war child commercial on television and actually don't give a shit about it because it's just a commercial. It's like a little commercial um, in between like commercials for groceries and other kind of stuff. But ever since my kids have been born, I, I watch this kind of commercials and it's, it's it changed, man. It's uh, I, I, I can totally feel what you, what you want to do there and uh, why you, why you are doing this. 
And I think it's the most beautiful yeah. thing in the world. So I love it. Yeah, it happened to me before having Teresa in my life. Yeah. So yeah, actually, when Teresa was born, it was the yeah. it was the twenty second kid in my in my life because I took a responsibility uh, uh, for all these uh, these kids, and uh, I had a lot of a lot of negative negative feedback right after I, I started this because I live in not not in a very rich country. Mm -hmm. And uh, the feedback was uh, in part some uh, a little bit negative because there were sayings like we have our orphans here in Romania. Mm -hmm. Why helping the other? Why are you trying to save the whole of why aren't you trying to save the whole Africa if you are so smarter? Uh, but this made me stronger and more determined to do it because uh, being having these kids 10,000 kilometers away doesn't mean that they are not ours. They are still ours, orphan, our orphans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, having another skin color doesn't mean it's it's not ours. They are not ours. So uh, yeah, I'm, I I know it's a bit a cliche, uh, helping people in Africa or kids in Africa, but I really don't care. I don't really really don't care. I don't really care because uh, it's something that I felt. It's something that that uh, I lived. Nobody told me, let's raise some money and do this for the kids. I felt it when it was not programmed, not when we visited mm. the school, but when we just stepped into that yard and we yeah. discovered that. Yeah. And, and you... I think that it, it will be a nice experience for my daughter as well to get her there. Yeah. Because mm. at four years old, she will understand for sure to see the differences because right now we are lucky she has everything that she needs but to see the other part of the world why not no man it's really important and uh but just the fact that you're going there over yourself not only sending money but you go there to build something that's i think that's really rad absolutely love it yeah thank you thank yeah, man, you it's, it's, no it's, it's, thanks for for sharing this and uh i will put the the websites uh together with the podcast on the on the karma platform and uh, let's try to raise some uh, some attention to the to the whole project because um yeah as i said i i love supporting these kind of things and i think it's really important to do these kind of things um because i did some of these things myself in the past um so any any way we can help you out with this? Okay, we thank, you. You, man, thank you. Anytime. Thank you. It's uh, I, I'm not begging for money. Don't get me wrong. So I, I'm not asking for donations. I just try to to show to the people the other side of, yeah. of the world. For the others, they are not so lucky like we are. And you know, I, I discovered that this makes me feel really special. This when I when I give. I feel better, way better than when I receive something like a present. So we are all human. We like we like uh, getting presents or everything. But we, uh, I, I encourage everybody to do this at least one once in a, in the lifetime to share something, to give something to the others. Uh, this is this is something that brings real happiness. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and again, it's 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 the story of your life. It has been done with passion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no man, I want to I I want uh, to thank you so much for 
again for taking time to to record this podcast it was a big big pleasure by my side and uh, i'm really happy we could do this together likewise there are so many projects and musical things coming up right because as uh, i was just asking you for are you sitting in your studio and this is actually your living room so props for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you see the guitar i think there yeah there is the guitar uh, behind here it's yeah. uh, i'm i'm not playing guitar i tried to teach to myself to teach myself so i bought a guitar uh, one two years ago uh, no, maybe more. Yeah, it was before the pandemics. I tried to teach myself the guitar. Uh, I got lessons from YouTube. But at well, one point, I got so frustrated with the chords. <laughs> <laughs> and then Teresa came into my life and uh, the priority changed a little bit. But I always keep this here because uh, she really likes to, when she passes by, just to, to touch the chords and to hear the sounds. And I think this is the most important uh, uh, for her growth, because I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have the opportunity to to learn playing an instrument when I was a kid, and uh, right now I think that uh, at least her, if she loves it, it will be. Oh, I fully okay. agree. So as you know, I'm I'm a guitar player myself. Yeah. Like the closest. <laughs> lucky, guitar, lucky. It, it's close there, but there are approximately fifty guitars in there. Wow. wow. And I have guitars all over the place. Uh, yeah, also in your clinic. Congrats, the beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the fact that uh, that I see like my oldest son, um, like picking up a guitar, st stream it right, and just understands the fact that when you're making some kind of a movement to this instrument, something pops out. Right, this uh, and he already guessed this. He's like five years old, so I've tried well, to well. put him into a little bit of guitar playing already. He's doing, uh, he's getting there. Yeah, we try to learn. Wow, that's great. Learn. That's great. Congrats. <laughs> hey, man, I want and to... you're lucky. You're lucky. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Having this in the blood already, it's uh, it's way easier. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I want to thank you so much for for taking the time, and um, it was my big. Pleasure. I will put uh, like the also for your course. I will put everything in the description of the of the podcast, uh, and um, hopefully we see uh, each other very soon.